reading now. Um, the Bible reading is from Hebrews 11, and I'll be reading from verse 1 to 22. <laughs> um, now faith is the assurance of all things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen is not made out of things that are visible. By faith, Abel offered to, to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he commended as righteous, he was commended as righteousness, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah being warned by God concerning events yet unseen, in reverent fear constructed an ark for, saving, for the saving of his household. By this, he's condemned, by this he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go to a place that he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of the land of promise. And as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive, even though she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven and as many as the innumerable, innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus made it clear that they were seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of what land from which they had gone out, they would have, an, they would have had an opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises was in, was in the act of offering up his son, of whom it was said, Through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able to even raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did not receive him back. He did receive him back. By faith, Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob and Esau. By faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph bowing in worship over the head of his, of his staff. By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter, he chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. 
He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell, after the army had marched around them for seven days. By faith the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and, and I'm not sure, <laughs> thank you, about David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, refused to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised, since God had planned something better for us, that only together with us would they be made perfect. Wonderful. A beautiful passage in Hebrews. Indeed, I would say that this is my favourite chapter in the book and uh, stands out in the New Testament as something remarkable. I just love the emphasis on here on faith. Uh, so next week, uh, Pastor Noah will be sharing with us from chapter 12. Uh, and so we've only got a few more weeks as we continue uh, to explore Hebrews. Uh, but as we saw uh, in what we saw just now, Faith was central. And the title today of the message is the important faith promise, of course, of, of heaven. Hebrews 11 uh, encourages all to, in faith to, to not look around, to not look at the brokenness or the troubles or the hardship, but to look above, to trust God and to look to the glories of heaven, to await something so much greater. And waiting is something we do do in life. I know we touched on it in the kids' ch- uh, talk, but it's something that everyone has to do. Uh, sometimes for really good things, like a birthday celebration that we're waiting for in anticipation. Uh, we put the extra energy in and the focus, but it's so good when it comes about. Tell me, what's something else that people uh, get excited about and, and wait for um, and look forward to? birth of a child absolutely counting down the days they can be very long days for the the ladies at the end they can't sleep that well and and all that goes on with pregnancy anything else retirement 
Yes. Okay, children coming to visit. Yes, very true. The weekends, yes, when you're working, it's, oh, yes, the weekends. Got some days off. A wedding, yes, of course. Big wedding and all that goes on and the preparations. (laughs) This is from someone retired. You look forward to every day, David. Beautiful. Well, there's many things I'm sure that we look forward to in life uh, and things that we put extra energy into and, and all that. Um, but what we look forward to most of all uh, in the Christian faith is we wait for, we long for something. And of course, that is something that is so great, so beyond our, our comprehension even, of how good it's going to be. And that, of course, is heaven. In the Christian faith, it's all about waiting and longing for something better. Waiting for the glory of heaven. We know God's promises. We know that they are all about our future and what is to come. And our life now in faith is about waiting for what is to come. What is still to be realized. Our whole Christian journey, it starts in faith. As the passage says, it's impossible to please God without faith. We believe, we trust that there is a God. We believe in His promises and His promises are not only for now, but they are also for the future. They are for the glory of heaven. And that's what our focus needs to be on as Christian believers. Not in the moments, but in the the glories of eternity. It's not this small moment on this uh, piece of string that's supposed to, or rope that goes forever. It's on the, the rest of it. The, the extents and the greatness of eternity. And as we saw at the start of the reading, we've already had that read to us a couple of times now. We have confidence and we have assurance in what is to come. We have confidence and assurance because it's already in the completed work of Jesus, what he has done. And so we say amen to what Jesus has done because it gives us hope for the future. His death on the cross, his resurrection the life that he has received, all that he's done to forgive us gives us that confidence and assurance for what is to come. As we believe and trust in Jesus, it means that yes, we have an assurance for the future. Hope that we will be with God forever. And that's exactly what this passage is calling us to do, all of chapter 11, to have faith. Faith and trust in God that's beyond our circumstances and is looking forward to the future. In verse 10, for he, this is talking about Abraham, was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. What a vision for our future. Our city is going to be full of God's presence, bounded, founded by God, designed, built all by God. And where God is, we know it is perfect. What a picture to have of how great it is going to be. And it continues all through this passage about faith. As we believe and as we trust, we look forward to the heavenly goodness. Verse 16, instead, they, this is the people of faith, were longing for a better country. 
a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Look at that. God delights in his people. He is delighted. He's not ashamed. God delights in us. And he longs for us to be in this city that he is calling us to. What a place heaven is going to be. A perfect place full of perfect people. A perfect God with perfect love for all times. What a picture we have for the future. A heavenly one. It's a better country because it's so much better than now. We can't even start to compare what this world is going to be like to the perfection and greatness of heaven. And that's what we're hoping for. At the end of our reading, it was just affirmed once again. These, this is all the people of faith that were listed. These were all commended for their faith. Notice how it says it wasn't commended because they did good things. They were commended because they trusted God. They believed in Him. They said, yes, Lord, you are good. I'm going to trust in you in whatever circumstances. Yet none of them received what had been promised. All the people that we read about in the Bible, not a single one realized all the promises of God. And yet they were trusting God. They had faith. Verse 40, since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. This is good news for all people. It's not just about the champions in the Bible we read about. This is for every single person who has faith. We read about some amazing things in the Old Testament. We read about some amazing things in the New Testament. People of faith who trusted in God, who trusted in Jesus, their future was beyond what they saw, was looking forward to heaven, and that's the same future as us. We look forward to being with God in that perfect existence forever. What a future. Just think about that. With all the champions of faith, we're going to join alongside of them in our faith. And it will be perfect forever. What a place to dwell. What a future we have. And so this passage is calling us to walk with God because that walk is going to lead us to the glories of heaven. To lift our eyes beyond what's happening now. I can assure you that every person at at different seasons, we face struggles. We face temptations to, to, to look to the things of this world, but we're to look beyond that. We're to lift our eyes beyond it to our God and His promises, and His promises are for us in heaven with those of faith. It is a beautiful promise. And it is a reminder for us to live now, not looking at the physical things and what's before us, but to live thinking to God and what He would have us do and to live now with our eyes on heaven. Because it's so easy to look around and say, oh, well, I just want that. It looks good. I can grab that and enjoy it now for the next week or whatever short-term pleasure i can go after this or i can go after that things that are put before us but we said no no don't give in to those temptations look to god look beyond it look to the promises of heaven and we will have so much more so so much more and that's why all these people are talked about 
all these heroes of faith. Call out some names of some people in that passage uh, who had faith. Moses, yes. Abraham, absolutely. He gets a special feature. Rahab, yes. Gideon, yes. Noah, yeah. Who? Oh, that did, oh, couldn't be mentioned, yeah. Samson, yes. We're getting there, we're getting there. There's 16 names as I look through it that I am assured of were people of faith. There's a couple of questionable ones in there that aren't really men of faith or women of faith. Yes, yes, these are all... Um, was Daniel mentioned? I'm not sure. Maybe it's under the prophets. In person. Wow. Okay, very good. And what stands out about these people is not what they did. It was their faith. They trusted in God's. God's not saying, oh, well, I'm really glad that they did good things. He's like, no, we look to them because they had faith. They believed, they trusted that there was a God and that he would deliver them. And some of them did do amazing things. But some of them had heartache and troubles. And they were all waiting for more, all waiting for heaven. And so we are called to follow in their footsteps. We are called to to do what they did. And, and, and the best of these people is when they seek after God. When they truly open up their hearts to God, they listen and they obey what God tells them. They have that faith that trusts God beyond their circumstances. Tell me, were any of those people perfect? No, none of them were perfect and yet they had faith. They trusted that God would help them and give them a brighter future. Something more to look forward to. Each of them died awaiting more, more of God, more of his promises, more of the, the, the goodness of God's, because they were, each of them, waiting for heaven. Have you ever heard the term heaven on earth? Is it true? Can we have heaven on earth now? No! We're in a broken time where things are not perfect, where God's reign is not fully over every part of life. We shouldn't get caught up on on the things around us. We need to have the faith for the future, hope for the future. We need to get beyond the temporary stuff and onto the things of God that last forever. Because as these heroes of faith, it says in verse 13, that they did not receive all that was promised. They only saw and welcomed them from a distance. They were foreigners here. Would you say that you were a foreigner here on earth? Is that how you are living? Is it truly that you say, no, look, I'm not about living here and now. I'm a foreigner here on earth. My true home is in heaven. I'm living for the glory of God and for what's to come. It's a challenge because maybe our hearts to say, yes, I want to be that person. But is it really? Do people really look at us and say, oh, And when they know us, that person's about heaven. They're about the things of God. They're not about the stuff of this world. Because ultimately that will make our life look different and we will make such different choices for God in our everyday choices, if that's the reality. Do you notice that all of the people in the passage could have turned back? It says that. They could have turned their back on God and just went along with the flow. But did they? No. They had faith for the future and despite their circumstances besides their own failures they kept 
trusting God. And that's a call for us as we look to these people in this passage to have the faith that carries on. Whatever situation, keep trusting God, keep believing to live differently. Because there's a, a reality that comes through this passage. If you're going to take God seriously, if you're going to follow Jesus, there will be difficulties and struggles. It's part of the journey. I would love to just to be able to say, turn to Jesus and you'll have an easy, straightforward life. But it's not how it is. There are great blessings, but there are also great struggles and heartache, loss. Christians still die. There's still great sickness. There's still opposition to what we do. Wouldn't it be great if we could just put our sails up on our sailboats and just have a clear sailing, straight to heaven, easy paths ahead? sounds good but it's not what God takes us on it's a different journey and the people of faith in this passage had struggles without a doubt and that's why I want us to look towards the end of our reading from verse 32 on as we see all these people and what more shall I say I do not have time to tell you about Gideon or Barak or Samson and Jephthah about David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions. Yes, Lord, I want to do that. That sounds like me. I want to be a part of that. This is good. These are great things where God has worked through people. Shutting the mouths of a lion. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. And it continues. There were others... Wait up. Quenched by the fury of the flames, and they escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life. You think, wow, these are incredible things. I want to have a faith that sees things like that happen as I trust in God. This is good. These people are victorious. This is good. If only we could stop there. But the passage continues to the reality of what faith looks like for so many. Because with all the blessings and good stuff, and there is so much good in the faith journey that I'm sure we can all testify to, there are also the challenges. Verse 35, as it continues, there are others who were tortured. Uh-uh, I don't like that. They refused to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging, and even chains and imprisonment. No thanks, I'm not for that. They were put to death by stoning. No, not me. They were saved, sought, sorry, not saved, sought into. No, not me. Killed by the swords. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins. Anyone wearing that today? <laughs> it's a very nice one if it is. Destitute, persecuted and mistreated. The reality is no one would choose to go down that path. No one would say, oh, yep, that's me. No thanks. But that's where faith took them. Not by choice, that's right. 
But what it does show is that these people had a genuine faith. Despite that they were facing, they were like, yes, I'm going to stick with you, God, through everything. And indeed, when this world treats us like rubbish, where else are we going to turn than to God's? Who else would we turn to if things like this happen to us? It's a time for our faith to flourish. And so while I say no thanks, there's also part of me which says, well, Lord, if it's your will, I will endure because I know that it will grow my faith. I don't want to go through that, but Lord, if it's about my faith growing, then Lord, I'll do it. I'm willing to to lay aside that which is temporary for things that are of you, which last, which help me to be prepared for heaven, to trust you. Verse 38, the world was not worthy of them. Think about that for a moment. This world was not worthy of the people of faith. When this world turns against people who are trusting God and treats them like rubbish, this world is not worthy of them. And yet this world needs such people to be lights, to be examples, to be representatives of God here on earth. It says that they wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes on the grounds or in the grounds. It's such a a contrast between the victorious stuff and the stuff of, of struggles. And yet God was at work through it all. God had a purpose for each of the people of faith. God changed them and grew them and their faith was beyond their circumstances. Their faith was giving them hope for the future and that's why we should all love this this section of the Bible because it says our faith is beyond what's happening and it's given us a confidence for the future, a confidence that we will be with God, that whatever we face now is for the benefit of our faith and our faith is going somewhere. It's taking us, it's leading us to the glories of heaven. It's not going to be easy because there are a a reality that happens if it is all just easy and smooth sailing. Tell me, what do you think people might start thinking if it is a really easy journey from now on in their life? Yeah, we take it for granted. Was there anything else we wanted to add to that? Yeah. Yeah. No dependence on God. Start getting a bit proud. I've done this. I've achieved it. It's not by what we've done. It's by faith. And when we face struggles, ultimately it is for our good. It is better to have faith through struggles than to get that pride or to get that self-achieving worth that we're all done it ourselves. It's so much better. And so that's what God's at work in us as we face struggles. He wants us to trust Him through it. To believe in Him. And every time we go through a struggle, just like the heroes of faith, it helps us to say, well, Lord, I know that this world is not as it should be. I am longing for heaven. I am longing for something better. I am longing for more of you in my life, for your perfection. And so the call of this passage is for us to have faith. It's for us to believe, to trust in our gods, 
Not to what we have or what we do, but to have faith in the goodness of God and His greatness. May each of us, may our faith deepen. I hope that your faith deepens as you continue on this journey. I hope that your faith flourishes. That's what I want most of our congregation is to see us as people flourishing in our trust of the Lord. In, in God Himself. Because that is what truly matters. Everything else for us is secondary to our faith. That is what truly, truly matters. Because our faith gives us promises for heaven. And all of us surely want to be in the glories of heaven with each other, loving each other, with our perfect gods. Let's pray. Our Lord God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that we can trust you and have faith in you. And we thank you that that faith can be based on what you have already done. And we thank you, Lord, that our faith is not just about the here and the now, but it gives us promises for the future. Whatever we're facing in life, Lord, we pray that you will help us to believe and trust in you. Whatever we're facing, whatever difficulty, Lord, help us to lift our eyes to you and to believe. And we pray, Lord, that whatever we're facing now, that, Lord, it will, to us, in our hearts, be small in comparison to you and your promises of what is to come. Help us to copy the examples of faith around us for men and women who believe. Because, Lord, we want to to be all about you and Lord we're sorry for the times we get distracted help us Lord now with this task because you are good in Jesus name Amen